0: This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Stability Financial Talk with Jean Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hello and welcome back to Stability
1: Financial Talk with Jean and Brian.
2: My name is Jean Casagrande.
1: And I'm Brian Powell from Stability Partners.
2: And we're going to talk about taxes today. So if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show, just give us a call at 832-559-8393.
1: Or you can visit us online at stabilityfinancialtalk.com and you can check out all our past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify and and if you you have any questions today please don't hesitate to reach out to us and to set up a face-to-face meeting or just uh, ask us something. So during the last year a lot of people have been working from home and reducing their trips out and about and helping their kids and grandkids to do all the virtual learning stuff from home and time has become kind of a funny compressed thing. That is. Uh, you know, for people, hours have become days and, and blended together. You know, we seem to have Monday, big day, and Friday, and weekend day. <laughs> so, but, but you know who has been paying very close attention to the calendar and watching every day? The IRS.
2: Boy, that's for sure. And, um, and, you know, today's show, we're going to. Discuss some some potential tax breaks and credits from three different categories so the first category is people in their 50s and 60s the second category is people who are self-employed and then the final category is tax breaks that are available to anyone
1: Yeah, and and since this is March heading into April, I think it's a perfect time of the year to kick around some ideas about taxes. And so uh, I'm sure there's probably some people, if you're listening while this is fresh, um, have already filed, but I'm willing to bet most probably haven't. And so hopefully we can give them some good insights today, and maybe some of these will be useful even a year from now. So, But one caveat, we are not CPAs, so you will want to verify the applicability of these tips with your tax professional.
2: That's for sure. Okay, so let's start by looking at some of the potential tax breaks for people in their 50s and 60s. So while your 50s and 60s may mean you're moving maybe a little slower than you were in your 20s, uh, the good news is that there are some very real financial advantages to being in that age bracket. So once you turn 50, and especially when you hit 65, you may get a bigger standard deduction and you can potentially earn more before you even have to file a tax return. So also, if you're older than 50, you may be able to defer taxes or perhaps avoid them altogether on the money you're using for retirement and health savings accounts.
1: A bigger standard deduction. How does that work?
2: So um, it, as long as you don't itemize what you're deducting, um, you can use a utilize a larger standard deduction if you or your spouse is 65 or older. So the current standard deduction for seniors is $1,650 more than the deduction for people younger than age 65 who files an individual. Now, married couples can bump their standard deduction by $1,300 if one spouse is at least 65 and $2,600 if both spouses are at least 65.
1: And you mentioned the larger filing threshold. What, What does that mean?
2: Well, those who are 65 or older can have a um, gross income of as much as $14,050 before they have to file a tax return for 2020. And that's actually $1,650 more than younger workers. And for married couples, that threshold is 27500 if both spouses are 65 or older, and it's if at least one of the spouses is 65 or older.
1: That sounds good, but one thing you may still want to, um, even if you're below the filing requirement like you were talking about, you may still want to file a tax return so that if there's any tax credits or uh, refunds of withheld taxes or something like that, you can't get withheld taxes back if you don't file. But I don't, I don't think I'm breaking any gr- gr- new ground here when I say that taxes can be really confusing, you know, all those rules and requirements. So it's a good time to work closely with a financial services professional or a tax professional because they have a wealth of experience and insights when it comes to taxes. So don't take on the IRS all by yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. So another place uh, people who are 65 or older may find some relief is with property taxes. So You know, first we should note that property tax regulations differ considerably depending on your state and where you live, right? Um, But in some locations, people older than a certain age who earn below a defined threshold may be able to take advantage of uh, property or school tax relief. Yeah,
1: and be sure to do the research around the the school district and and property tax type things in your community and make sure you're taking advantage of all your Tax breaks because some areas will uh, lock a rate after a certain age, or in some instances, like where my parents are living or where they lived, they um, a, were able to save a few bucks by being exempt from some taxes on property.
2: Right. You may have to fill out a form, right, to to get that um, the, that deduction. So, so we talked a little bit about tax breaks for people who are sixty five and older, um, but there's also some potential tax strategies for people younger than that.
1: And there definitely are. For example, if you uh, turn, once you turn 50, you can funnel an extra thousand bucks into a IRA for a total of 7,000 in 2020. So for the 2020 tax year, and additionally, a worker in their fifties, who's in the, let's say, 24% tax bracket, who maxes out an IRA would save uh, about $1,680 on their current tax bill. And I um, Also, one thing we talked about in our last show, if you're a close listener here, we talked about 401ks and we've got to remember that 401k catch up begins at 50, right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. So, workers who are 50 and older can defer income taxes on an additional $6,500 in their 401k than younger workers. And remember, taxes on your 401k aren't due until you start taking withdrawals. I think. Filing taxes can, you know, really be a source of anxiety for a lot of self-employed people. Um, And there's something to be said for having money just taken out of your paycheck. And, you know, that's a luxury many self-employed people don't have. So let's talk about some of the options for uh, people when it comes to tax deductions.
1: Well, there's a lot of very good options. For example, if you're self-employed, your internet and phone bills are a good place to start. Whether or not, also you uh, claim a home office on your deductions, you you can claim the business portion of your phone and internet costs. You just need to make sure that you only deduct what you're directly spending on things for work and keep good records on that. So. Um, I think phone and internet deductions may really come into play this year just because so many people have been uh, working from home or starting their own business uh, this year due to COVID-19.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, health insurance is another significant area that the self-employed should really be aware of. So if you're covering your own health insurance premiums and you don't qualify to participate in a plan through a spouse's employer, you can deduct all of your health, dental, and qualified long-term care insurance premiums. And you can deduct the also the premiums you paid to cover your spouse, your dependents, and children who were um, 27 or younger at the end of the year, even if you don't claim them as a dependent on your taxes.
1: Wow. Uh, but clearly, if you're self-employed, working with a financial service professional or a tax professional may be a really smart move because they can provide you with guidance, not only on your taxes, but on your overall financial strategy as well. So, you know, um, another thing that people to switch gears a little bit, a lot of thing that people are always curious about is what a person can deduct when it comes to meals. How does that work?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And it is ever changing, isn't it? So I think um, you're right. The meal deductions can be a real source of confusion. You can deduct meals whenever you're traveling for business. If you're at a business conference or entertaining clients, um, but don't forget that the meal can't be overly extravagant, right? So
1: keep me away from the wine list.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, or make it reasonable. Um, so there's, you know, there there's also a temporary rule change on meal deductions. So through 2022, you can actually deduct 100% of meals as opposed to previously it was 50. So 100% of meals As long as they're served in a restaurant. Again,
1: business related meals.
2: For sure. Yeah. And, you know, previously you could only deduct 50% of that cost. Um, You know, you had to keep your receipt and that uh, you had to have a record of the time and the place and, of course, the business purpose of the meal, right? Well,
1: that's a nice rule change, and it'll be um, you know, well used, if temporary, uh, for a lot of self-employed people. Hopefully, it'll get made permanent,
2: yeah, and and it might. so so who knows? Stay tuned. Um, and I think the next uh, critical subject we want to talk about is travel. So what's um, travel? Yeah, what is it anymore, right? Well hopefully we'll be able to get start traveling again one of these days. but so to qualify for a tax deduction, your business travel, has to be longer than one ordinary work day. And it has to include an overnight stay, sleep or rest. um, And it has to take place outside of the area of your tax home, which is generally considered the city where your business is located.
1: And uh, really to qualify as a business trip, you have to have a business specific purpose scheduled before you leave home. And during the trip, you must engage in real business activities, business activities include cultivating new clients, uh, new customers, meeting with clients, following up with clients, and any maybe training or learning new skills that directly benefit your business that they may be at a a seminar or something. But what you can't do is just hand out your business card at a friend's Las Vegas birthday party and then uh, (laughs) count that as a uh, tax deductible business expense. It doesn't (laughs) quite work.
2: It probably goes without saying, but if you travel a lot for your business, make sure you're keeping accurate records and receipts in case the IRS gets curious about what you're up to. Um, So what are some of the, let's talk about some of the rules for a self-employed person um, with regard to vehicle use.
1: Uh, That's a good area. So if you're using your car for business purposes, your costs for those drives are going to be tax deductible. And this is another place where good record-keeping is going to be your friend because you'll want to track the date, mileage, and reason for each trip. And it's important not to claim personal trips as business trips on that also, say just like the above um, meal deduction type uh, scenario or travel deduction. So, But the easiest step to calculate deductions using the standard mileage rate is that using that that's determined by the irs and right now it's 57.5 cents per mile in 2020 and 56 percent excuse me 56 cents per mile in 2021 Uh, so it went down a little bit so but you just write down the miles you've driven and then multiply them by the standard rate and that's your deductible for that trip
2: so So what about education write-offs
1: Well, any education expenses you want to write off have to be related to maintaining your business or enhancing your skills in a way that will improve your business. So the expense for classes uh, intended to help you prepare for a new career aren't deductible, and neither are my guitar lessons.
2: (laughs) So uh, another easy-to-miss deduction is out-of-pocket charity Contributions, right? Charitable donations. And while it's easy to remember maybe big charitable contributions, chances are maybe you've made some smaller gifts during the year. So for example, did you maybe make a meal or a dish for a nonprofit fundraiser? The ingredients you may be deductible. If you helped your kids maybe mail out flyers for their school fundraising event, the the stamps that you purchased may also be deductible. But again, make sure you, you keep your records. And if your contribution is more than $250, uh, you'll need the organization to document your contribution.
1: Oh, and and speaking of Las Vegas, a friend of mine recently claimed that some gambling losses may be written off. And um, yes, this is true, uh, although it's not without a few wrinkles in there. Uh, This deduction is only available if you itemize and it's limited to the total of gambling winnings you report as taxable income. So you can't take it off your whole income. So you should also note that in addition to losses at uh, casinos or racetracks or wherever you're betting, um, you can also, um, deduct losses through things like non-winning bingo cards, lottery tickets, and raffle tickets. So you can really, uh, if you, you're doing that, you can really keep track of all your losses if you're on a big time losing streak. Uh, but be sure to keep all of your receipts and the IRS also urges you to keep a daily diary of your gambling activity that details the date type of gambling and the name and location of the gambling establishment the names of the people you've gambled with and tallies of what you won and lost. And it also sounds like it'd become real handy whenever you go to gambling rehab, if you're, if your gambling is enough <laughs> you have to, a daily record to of keep it. that. So, but yeah, and your financial services professional may have some uh questions about your gambling habits as well. So <laughs> For sure. um, anyway, not, not that we're judging.
2: Nope, no, of course not. So another thing we uh, want to mention is jury pay. It's probably one that a lot of people haven't considered before. And, Many employers act, continue to pay their workers while they're serving on a jury uh, with the stipulation that they give their jury pay back to the company. But
1: what what is jury pay? Like $6 a day Six, or something? I mean, it's, you know,
2: it's all, all <laughs> attracted, you know, okay. got to keep track of all of this. Okay. Uh, the problem is the IRS requires you to report your jury pay as income. So to balance things out, you can deduct the amount of jury pay that you give to your employer. Okay.
1: So, so well, that's not one I'd really thought about uh, Been there. So um, another thing, of course, that hits everybody that um, has kids is how does child care factor into deductions?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, with child care, you can claim a tax credit rather than a deduction. And that may come with more advantages because it reduces your overall tax bill dollar for dollar. So for example, in the 24% tax bracket, each dollar of deductions is equivalent to 24 cents, right? But each dollar of tax credit is worth an actual dollar.
1: That sounds good.
2: Yeah. And you may qualify for a tax credit worth between 20 and 35% of your childcare expenses while you work. However, if your employer provides a child care reimbursement account in which you can pay for child care with pre-tax dollars. Oh, kind
1: of like a health Yeah, account. sure.
2: Yep. A flexible spending account. That may be an even smarter move, right? Money that flows through a reimbursement account isn't subject to federal income tax. And it's also shielded from that 7.65% payroll tax.
1: Oh, so it pays off a lot. Sure. So, yeah, but really to make sure you're you're working your child care expenses to your advantage seems like another great reason to work with a financial services professional that can uh, help you out with those sorts of sure. things.
2: And and the, the credit for dependents is another potentially really valuable credit to be aware of. Um, there's a separate $500 credit for your dependents who don't qualify for the child tax credit. So if your older children who don't require daycare can still save you some very real money when it comes time to file your taxes. And this credit also applies to older relatives if you're caring for them in your home.
1: Well, yeah, these uh, these tax rules and deductions can seem a little overwhelming.
2: Um, and they're ever-changing, you know, with, yeah. uh, with the new um, COVID relief bill. A lot of these are also going to be changing. Yeah, a lot of
1: this stuff is going to be up in the air. And I'm thinking there's probably going to be not taking much away, but adding even more just to help of people course. get yeah, back sure. on their feet right. after this. But uh, really... Um, d- what you need to do though is just do your homework, work with some professionals on the tax and the financial side, and just calm down and, and wade through it. Yep, uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> there's, it's it's uh, something you can, can can solve. Yep. But um, let's get back to the kids for a second. In a lot of communities, private K through 12 tuition seems to be rivaling sticker price at some be colleges expensive or even sure. more. So uh, thankfully you can pay for your kids' private tool, school tuition. From the same savings accounts that are used for college tuition, so you can take a tax-free distribution from a 529 saving plan for as much as ten thousand dollars per student every year to help cover tuition at a K through 12 private school, religious or otherwise, um, uh, and. If you have multiple 529s, you can pay from those, but you still can't go over the total limit. So it's a cap, not per account.
2: Yeah. So if private school is part of your plan, this is definitely a deduction you want to utilize. Uh,
1: so, we, yeah, we covered a lot in this episode on all kinds of tax stuff. There's a lot more out there to look at, but. Um, If you want more information about what we discussed, give us a call. Uh, We can talk over your specific situation. We can refer you to a good CPA. Um, So you can go ahead and either visit our website at stabilitypartners.com or you can call our office at 832-559-8393 and we can chat about your questions and address any concerns or um, help you plan for the future on your retirement.
2: Yeah. And so this wraps up Stability Financial Talk with Jean and Brian. I'm Jean Casagrande. And I'm Brian Powell. And join us soon for another episode. Take care and have a great day.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to Stability Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jean Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393 or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners, LLC, and affiliated company. Stability Partners, LLC, and Stability Partners Advisory Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.